This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Watford are on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Good evening, everybody. Happy New Year. Wow, where to start? Where to start? What a day that's been. Well, I think, first of all, there's only really one place to start with this today, and that is a draw that felt like a win um, in terms of the attitude and the application and all the things that so many people, ourselves absolutely included, have been moaning about out of this team. Now, we can talk about before the red card went off, we can talk about the referee. Oh, my God, let's talk about the referee. But from what I saw and from what I can tell, the one decision he did get right was the sending of Bio off. But, yes, oh, my God, tell me how good the referee wasn't. But also tell me about what you thought about Ryovic when he came on. Tell me what you think about Georgie Chakvatadze today coming on, getting a start putting it in, anything you want to say. Obviously, there's been the investment story today. There's so much stuff. We were down the bunker earlier on. Uh, lovely to see so many people. I was there having having drinks with, with Chris and Steve in the bunker with their two lads. Lovely to meet you guys. Badly drawn. Watford came up and I went all a bit Wendover and we had a bit of a cuddle and it was all very loving. Lovely to see everybody down there or on here. If you want to say anything about today, feel free Shout out, let us know. Uh, what did we think about, obviously, the goal given away, the, the goal that went the other way? How did we feel about Tom Deli Bashiru at right back before we went back, to, before we went down to 10 men? What did we think about the substitutions? They seemed to work out, but at one point, we seemed to almost be running out of both square pegs and round holes because we bought on Ryan Andrews. Does a good job playing down the right in front of the in front of Tom Deli Bashiru, who also was just going all over the place in terms of quite literally where he was going. Guys, just make a request. Let us know if you want to come on and and say hello, say whatever you want to uh, to, to say about things today, for good, for bad, whatever your opinion. It's your chance to come on and say. In the meantime, Justin, sir, I know you don't like Boxing Day games, but what did you make of tonight overall? Overall, well, yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? I think the ref spoiled it. I, uh, I don't know. I thought Czech Vidadzi had a really good game. I think Hamer made some decent saves. I thought that we looked okay, but obviously once Bio's off, we just looked a little bit clueless, really. And uh, yeah, I, it was really sport by the referee tonight. I don't know how he thought he got half of those things right. Just very disappointing. But look, listen, this time last year, this day, almost this day last year, we had a space that went on till one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Swansea. Oh. Where we had people swearing because we'd lost 4-0 away to Swansea. So is there an improvement there? Yeah, that's got to be an improvement tonight, isn't it? A 1-1 draw. 
it's just another one of those things, isn't it? We've got some away games coming up now, and that seems to be where we seem to be excelling at the moment. I think we missed Semmer today. But, yes, so many things. So many things, Peter. Let's see what other people say. So many things. Let's see what everybody else says. Let's get Rich on, because Rich knows his mind, and he likes to tell us how things are. Saw him briefly. I went, hello, Rich. And he disappeared off in the the bunker. Let's see if we can get him on. Oh, we've got a lot of spinning wheel of death, but I'm hoping we can get Mr. WFC2 on, sir. It's 1-1. Don't know what the situation is with taking out Mrs. WFC2 after a 1-1. Think it doesn't, it falls below your five goal minimum, I think. What did you make of today? Well, it'd be churlish to talk about the game and quickly pick a few holes in, and there was some holes to pick. Yeah, but, of course. Um, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just sitting here, Pete, tonight and uh, incredulous in what I've seen from a referee in performance. <laughs> and, and I can honestly say to you with my hand on heart, with your daughter sitting next to me, I said after 10 minutes around me, has this guy ever refereed a football game before? Because uh, I was actually watching him, and he was actually not watching the ball at all. He was looking different directions as if he'd been told, when you're refereeing the game, don't look at what's going on tackling and all that. Look about where the second or third ball might end up. It was incredulous. The only words that come into my mind tonight are Roger Milford, which was the worst referee in performance oh, oh, oh. I've, ever, I've ever seen as a... An eye on mid fifties person who's been watching Watford since they were eight years old, and tonight I've I don't I just cannot comprehend what I've seen. I always watch Watford to the end to the ninety minutes, and yep. I usually shoot. I very rarely applaud, stand around and applaud mm-hmm. the sort of um, walk around the pitch. Not out of any disrespect, I just want to get home. I've enjoyed the game or not, yep. I'm gone home. Fair enough. Today I made sure I stood in my seat and I clapped every single one of those players off the park tonight just purely for effort. Absolutely. And as I said, it'll be chance to talk about that. Yes, there are deficiencies. It was Tom Blessing trying to play right back. It's not his fault, but he's so out of position. It's frightening and it cost us the first their first goal. We were bright. We went forward a little bit, which I'm critical of the manager about. We mm-hmm. we, we had a little bit of a in a track for that. Chaxley drove forward and looks looked really good at times. Yeah, he loses the odd tackle and gave the ball away a little bit, but at least he went forward with a purpose. Esprilia and Martins tried their best, but it didn't come off all the time. But they were they were getting under their the defenders and things. But when you've got Kone winning a ball like he did there, clipping the ball over the guy's head. The guy practically throws himself headbutt into Kone and Kone gets booked. Yeah. You might as well just think, what the hell? And I actually said, and I've never said this, Pete, I actually, if Ishmael had turned around and blown up an imaginary whistle with his, his fingers and said, boys, get off this pitch, there's something funny going on here today, but I'd have backed him because there was something not right. It was all my, it was cheating it was verging on. I, I just can't believe what I've watched. It turns out he's only refereed three yeah. championship games. I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know that after 10 minutes, but I did know it after 10 minutes. That is what's everything that's wrong with the football today. And it, I just words fail me now, but fair play to Watford. They, Bayo sending off was right to a point, and you were right in saying it was right. However, if the referee's doing his job, that incident never becomes what it became because Bayo was fouled, nastily fouled, and he retaliated and got himself sent off. And the referee could not wait to do it. And the only thing that surprises us, as my daughter said tonight, and she's absolutely right, the only thing that we're walking away surprised was is he didn't give that penalty in the yes, last couple of minutes, absolutely. which wasn't a penalty, but we were just so surprised he didn't give it because that would have capped the night. And it was sinister what was going on there tonight. I hope Watford Football Club strongly put in a protest, mark him as low as they are allowed to, because I know there is some rules they have to give him so many marks. That guy should not be near a championship football game for years. And no doubt he'll be refereeing in the premiership next year, because that is the the corruptness that I've seen tonight. I'm, I'm fuming for, for the players tonight because he ruined a good game. We might not have won that game, in it, and the crowd getting behind the players and everything may have got us a point we might not have got. We don't know. But it was wrong, and it was sinister, and it was disgraceful. And fair play to the lads. We're going to lose Bayo for three games now. We're picking up injuries left, right, and centre all of a sudden with little, in, with little niggles. So what sort of team he's going to be put out in a couple of days' time, God only knows. But 
if they put that sort of effort in and maybe play seven centre-halves, like it was almost at the end there, <laughs> yes. we might be able to keep the ball out of our net. And, but one, one player I will give a big shout-out to, Ben Hamer. Two absolute magnificent saves in that game. Magnificent and fair play to him. Well done. Good stuff. Good stuff. I sit in front of an old friend of mine, Sean, and he, when I went into the coaching thing, he went on the refereeing trail. So he got up to you, he was refereeing non-league and stuff. And he's a very good ref. And and he's always been, ever since we've been sitting together at football for, oh, crikey, about 20 years, he's always been the the logical person, the person who will talk about it from the referee's point of view. Even he today was shouting, can you not see that? With Andrews being tugged back as he was clearing the ball out of our box. And before that penalty appeal, literally in the phase of play before it, there was a free kick given away on the edge of of their box. And the bloke got hold of Ryavich's shirt and pulled him back. And yes, Ryavich wasn't doing everything he could to stand up. We'd been trying to kill the game for about 30 minutes at that point. And he went down the ground, not a word. Not a word, not anything. Just carry on then. And it was like, are you having a laugh? Mm. Yeah, it it felt so one-sided, that referee and performance. What do you think of, obviously, as you say, bio isn't there. I'm making you Val. So, so for in in three days' time, when we go to uh, when we go to Plymouth, are you going to start with the Ryevich that you saw tonight, or would you start with Healy if he was available? Uh, Healy, if he was available, but I, but I fear that wouldn't be the case. I, 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 as I say, I don't want to criticise players tonight because they all put the effort in. And even Roy Rovich put himself about a little bit. He's not the answer. He's not the centre forward for me. But as I say, I don't want to go too heavy to fair play to them. I'll answer your question. If I, if Healy is fit and raring to go, I'd have Healy with, with Sprillier and Martins with a bit of pace up there and see if we can open them up a bit, I'm assuming Semmer might struggle as well, or you bring Semmer back to the left because poor old Morris, he ain't played for about six months and he was running on empty at the end and cramping up all over the place. Unsu- and, uh, unsurprisingly, yeah. Unsurprisingly to him. And, and I know some of the subs are a little bit strange, but he probably got them about right. I think Livermore was in danger of getting himself another booking and sent off. I think that's why he took Livermore off because he was getting animated by the minute. And I think that's why he took him off. And he's, obviously he's not getting any younger and we need him for other games. Kone was a little bit of a surprise him taking off because I think he probably should have took Tom Dolibello-Shiri off, brought on Andrews, and then put on Kayambe then. But Kayambe's got to play, but I don't, know if, I don't know if he can play New Year's Day, but he's going away to AFCON. We need to use his legs while we have him to use. I was very surprised he didn't start him, because look after Watford, not with respect to Kayambe and on, on, uh, Congo, we need him playing, and we should have used him today and saved another player. And I don't understand that one. I agree. Well, but I agree. It's a strange one. There was an interview with Jurgen Klopp today, and they were talking about some African Cup of Nations players when they're going off. And he said, "I don't know. We still haven't heard. It's odd." And that was at the yeah. heart of why, if you remember, when Emmanuel Dennis didn't go, he didn't go because they yeah. didn't get the application in in time. Yeah. The Nigerian FA, yeah. and therefore yeah. we were actually in our rights. But of course, the Nigerian curse doesn't take that into account. Count. So we've still got 597 years of nonsense to put up with. Never mind, never mind. Well, it, well it, it's, some... it's, 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 it's ironic that Africa, that uh, Nigeria released their squad tonight and Dennis ain't in it. I, I did notice that and think how ironic a year later, but there you go. Well, well you... when you're being outscored by Raymond I in the Turkish League, that's yeah. probably not going to get you on the plane, is it? Never mind. <laughs> this is true. This ne- is true. Never mind. Rich, sir, have, was, um... have a good night. Oh, sorry, go on. Just... So I was just going to say, before I let you bring somebody else in, hello, Rich, how you doing, mate? Nice to see Hi, you earlier on. Has anybody else noticed this has just come to mind and I just wanted to get it out of my head? The way that Richard Walker is announcing the opposition players on, <laughs> where he's pretending not to be able to pronounce the surname or he's doing it in a sort of a comical, quizzical way. Is it just me that's noticed that or is everybody else noticing that as well? <laughs> Someone likes the sound of his own voice, I think. <laughs> I'm not going to say that, but yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know Richard, so he would, if he heard it, he'd, he'd know what I mean. I- I heartily enjoyed his comment to Lloyd Doyle as he walked away from the whatever it is and said, yes, taken like somebody who scored two goals in over 400 games. You've got a living legend on the pitch, Rich. You absolutely flay him alive, why don't you? That was very funny, very funny. Well, Rich, sir, lovely to hear from you. Let's get across to Jack. And you, mate. Let's get across to Jack from the US. Now, last time we spoke to Jack, he was going to be going down, if I remember. I can't remember where you were going to go. Was it Tennessee? I can't remember. But you were... After James Madison University, we're going to be playing the Air Force, if I remember, or the Air Force 
Academy, and we needed to know what the score of that game was. It was at least two weeks ago. Jack, before we talk about anything tonight, how did that go? Well, it was interesting. So, so the game was in Fort Worth, Texas, and Madison ended up losing that game 31 to 21. So that was a disappointment. But least fortunate thing about the whole trip was that on Christmas Eve morning, when I was supposed to leave, uh-huh. I discovered that I did not have my car keys. So I spent that day trying to track down a keysmith to make me a new set, and then driving as far back to Virginia as I could. So I made it to the middle of Arkansas by the end of the first night. So the struggle in, in traveling was, was a tad more memorable uh-huh. Than, than the game itself. Than the game itself. Never uh, mind. So, so what do we make of, of tonight and the efforts of the of the lads having gone down to ten men? And what did you make of proceeding so far? Well, I think this game was emblematic of the mission of the entire season. We started off with the team stuck in the mud and having to rebuild a sense of passion and fight from the players. And for the most part, we have rebuilt that. The team believes that they are in any game and the the fans can get behind the team. And now it's just about trying to find some level of consistency. The referees are going to do what the referees are going to do. And I, as long as it doesn't become a consistent issue, I don't have that much of a problem with it. Sometimes you get snake bit by decisions. Oh, that's a um, phrase. I like that. But I think guys like Ryevich, Bio, Deli Bashiro being being thrown in at the deep end at right back. I think it's just a matter of hammering away and making sure you don't let frustration get the better of you. And as long as you put the effort in, some sort of result will come of it. And I think that's what happened tonight. Very good. Very good. Don't get frustrated. Don't. Uh, uh, this is good. I'm very pleased with that. Looking beyond the referee, which I'll be honest with you, you're a bigger man than I. I couldn't. I thought he was a twat and a half, but there you go. Lovely to, to chat to you there, Jack. We've got loads of people to get on, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spin on. We're going to go to Wendover, then we're going to come to Ed, then we're going to go to Neil, then we're going to come to Charlie, then we're going to go to the excitingly named Chilean Javi. Now that sounds like a lot of fun. Wendover, sir. What, are you are you at the West Hearts? Have you stopped? No, way- no, no. I'm stuck in traffic. I'm Ooh. stuck in traffic. So uh, no, I'm all right. I'm all right. But let's get to the referee. I'll get to the referee in a minute. Okay. I think the game hinged tonight on when you're one nil up, and we had a lot of chances to go two nil up, and not taking our chances. I think. That was for me the, a big point of of of, of t- a big factor of tonight. If we'd have stuck one of them away, I think it's a di- I think it's a different game of football. Yeah, Tom Denny Brashier, TDB, he isn't a right back, and their equaliser was definitely his fault. But I thought, and I don't know what you think, Pete. TDB came on when we had ten men. Absolutely, he looked a much- I thought he looked a much better player when we had 10 men. And just I disagree with you. I thought with 10 men, that was one hell of a performance. And you have some galvanizing points in a season. And if you look at them, if we want to take a positive out of that abysmal performance, that will galvanize the lads, a performance like that, to, to keep them out and keep it at 1-1. And we lose that game last year. The last two seasons, we lose that game because the squad would not have had the bollocks to get us over the line for a point. So I say fair play. I say fair play. I'll tell you you the game it it reminded me of. Tell you the game it reminded me of. In the the, 93-94, I imagine, and we had Kevin Miller in goal and we played Middlesbrough under Brian Robson, who was still playing at the time, but they got loads of cash. They got Neil Cox and Clayton Blackmore. Anybody who remembers all of those guys? Yeah, and we're looking really good. And we went, I think we went a goal up against them. No, we, this was all, all equal at the time. And the ball was played in and Robson was running on. Kevin Miller came out at the angle of the of the penalty spot of the penalty area and, and challenged for the ball and was judged to have basically taken Robson, even though he was heading towards the corner flag and he was sent off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we went a goal down. I'm sure it was Clayton Blackmore scored, and we we got a goal back. Perry Digweed came in to goal and actually put on a hell of a performance. 
Yes, yes, that Perry Digweed. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it was one of those whereby against 10 men for a considerable amount of time, we absolutely went on about just really put it in. And today it was a great it was a great effort. When you go down yeah. against another team for, what, 35 minutes at least, it's to basically make up those legs. That's something. We've got a game in a little time. We might end up paying for a little bit of that, but we made five changes trying to keep it fresh and ran them as hard as we could to try to get back. Sometimes a draw can feel, maybe not to Justin, but to me, it felt like that that point really meant something. It was really something to hold out for. I agree. I agree. I agree, Pete. We That will galvanise the boys. They, they are... They've got much. They've got far more bollocks than the what the last two seasons we've had, and they put a shift in there. Thought Livermore was exceptional. I, I agree with Rich why he was taken off because he was on a yellow. Now let me touch on the referee. Go on, him. That referee wanted to give a decision tonight. You could see it from the first few minutes. He was going to make a controversial decision tonight. And he made one. And it, well, he made plenty. But he was geared up to, to do something. He was on the telly. He was on the telly and it was his day in the limelight. And he wanted to make a decision. Yeah. I've seen it on my I've seen it on my phone. His handbags. Bayo's taken out. He's not punching the it's damn handbags, and that happens all the time. Disgrace, absolutely disgrace. It's not just one decision, was it? It was absolutely disgraceful. And and I'm I don't know how to feel tonight. I'm upset, but I'm pleased with, with the performance. Quick shout out, I saw Ed Florida Ed's Ed is waiting today. to come on. Yeah, let let yeah, me bring wait. Ed on at the same time so you can say hello yeah, to bring him. Ed, on. Ed, sir, hit the uh, hit the mic button. You know the drill, sir. Ed, how are you? This is all very nice, isn't it's it? It's great. You're, I'm so sorry. I haven't. I, I know Justin managed to catch you on, on on the last game, and I haven't been able to come and say hello yet. It's dreadful. How are you? Still, still a bit creeped out by that, to be quite truthful. <laughs> Justin's got his CIA ways of uh, discovering who people are without knowing who people are. But so. don't you worry about that, mate. Oh, you said that. You just mind your own. Yeah. Greg, meanwhile, he walked in. He was looking around. I, I spotted him out. I said, Gregory. He said, Look. And it was very good. Very nice to see I, everyone. I also met the lovely Mrs. Ed. And Ed, I must say, Ed, you're punching, mate. You're definitely uh, punching. See, if Uncle Ron was here, if Uncle Ron was here, he'd say you're an asshole for saying that. It's the, it's the greatest of insults. In fairness, Ed, she, if any... She is very good. Ed, she is very good. Ed, in fairness, if anybody knows about punching, it's going to be Wendover. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sir, welcome back. Two games back in the... Vi- Obviously, the Boxing Day game was literally mm. nothing to write home about. Tonight, obviously, we didn't get the win. It was one of those ups and downs. It was almost typical championship fair. How does it feel being back in for the first time in in a little while? Uh, Well, obviously, very. It's great seeing everybody is is what this is all about. It's the biggest thing that I miss, and I think my wife she sees that every time she comes. Like just the the friendship and the camaraderie of people in my direct social circle, let alone the indirect social circle. In you know, people I've never met before and have a quick catch up with. But uh, I had to explain that did feel like a, a win today. A, a yeah. point today is a massive success. And granted, she's not seen anything but loss at Vicarage Road in the past five years. I think that's game number six, and, and it's five losses and a draw, which isn't a great return. But I, th- I thought today was all right. The first half, it was a, a Greg said it. And it well, to me, at halftime, he knocked it on the head. We needed two goals and we'd have been okay. 2-0 up, that game is ours. At 1-0, anything can happen, and it did. The referee, the wife appreciated the chance about the referee. You don't get that sort of blasphemy in the US. So that was entertaining for her. But I spoke to my VAR assistant in Miami, and, and he said that was absolutely a red card. M- myself, seeing it on the TV in the grill, I thought that was not a red card at all. Rupert confirmed it was a, a lash out with the the arm and a, and a stamp afterwards. So, I think it was one. I think it was one I of those to see it again. To at, be able to at, comment on that at the absolute best case for Bio when the referee was like he was, and I, I agree with Greg, he was looking to do something, this referee, you can't give him the option to make that kind of decision, even if it's handbags. It's only going to go one way and it went against us, which was, which was, a, which was a shame. What did, what did you think of Ryevich 
as ten men today versus what did you think of him on Saturday, seeing him in the flesh? Because well, I know how many sounds... touches did he have on Saturday? About Six. seven. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going and how many seven. touches did he have in one possession today? About six. Yeah. So obviously it was an improvement on Saturday. I still don't. Uh, again, I discussed this with Greg at half time. He scored however many goals he scored, and you can't knock that. Yeah. But him starting is not the solution. And unfortunately, we don't have a choice the next game unless it gets overturned, which I, I don't know. It's unlikely that will happen. So don't know. I don't think he's the answer, Pete. I, yeah, I agree. But he did okay in the second half. If only he could m- move a little bit more than he's physically capable of, then we'd be okay as well. But equally, what's wrong with him? Uh, yeah, we've Justin's tried to start off his own chant with all we oh, are I'm saying is give Reese a chance. It's I enjoyed that earlier on. That was quite it, funny. It's some of Justin's finest lyrical work, I think, really. Mm. Just, uh, <laughs> Thank you very much. You're Thank welcome. You. John, John Lennon. Yeah. Smashing, smashing yeah, one off. Written uh, a song. I've co-written a song with Joe, John Lennon. That's fantastic. In fairness, if you're going to plagiarise, go right to the top. No, no mucking about. Yeah. Go straight after that. Oh, well. If he's injured after playing all of 14 minutes, then he was injured almost after his celebration two games ago. So I'm, I'm not sure he's... Is that why he wasn't on the bench? I don't, I don't know. You'll have to ask Peter. What was that? Was that why he why was on the bench? He, why was he not on the bench today? No, we don't know. We don't know. But yeah, whether or not he's made of biscuits, we don't know. We shall see. We shall see. Oh, anyway, so look, well, well welcome back. When are your when does your when does your New Year's and Christmas stint come to an end? Are you gonna are you gonna get down to Plymouth or conclusion is the second of January, but we are absolutely not going to Plymouth. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be nursing one on New Year's Day. So yes. Oh, very it's cool. Mid- it's midday kickoff, right? So yeah, absolutely. Not going to Plymouth. No, nah, fair enough. Well, before we let you go, sir, let me just try and see if I can't bring on Carl because Carl had like Carl had just Ed, Carl, Ed, Ed, Carl. He's here. He's back again. How are we? How well, are you, Ed? It's been a moment or two. I did like Carl the uh, the bombshell that was dropped by the Athletic today. I'll doff my cap to <laughs> well to Uncle Ron and I for disclosing. No, I'm not going to go there. But uh, it was very interesting news to be recirculated that we the Seppos are bringing investment from across seas, yep. and it will be very interesting to see where that goes. Absolutely, absolutely. But, uh, well, Ed, sir, thank you very much. Lovely to hear from you. And, and I appreciate, obviously, back there in Florida. And obviously, we saw Rob the other day in the bunker as well, which is lovely. But uh, don't be a stranger. Come on and say hello and let us know how everything is going in the colonies, as I still like to refer to it, just to annoy Jack and everybody else. That's cool. Have a great one. Carlos, so how's things with you? Well... You know how things are with me, Peter. <laughs> I know. Neil, we're going to be coming to you straight after this. Sorry, guys. Do bear with us. Come on in. Come on in, Mr. James. Let's paint the picture. Firstly, I'm standing in the doorway of Holyrood Church asking for forgiveness for what I'm about to say. I fucking <laughs> told you so. I fucking told you so. There you go. I said it. I said it a long time ago about investment in the club. I said. I think I said it on this, in fact. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This very platform that we have. Um, After the Rotherham game, if I remember rightly. I could be wrong, but I think it was the Rotherham game. Yeah, and I was told that I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just a fan. What the fuck do I know about anything? Well, all I would say is do Andrew French and Luther Blissett like apples? Because I clearly fucking know more than you. How do you like them apples? That's what I would say to that. Might be a little bit cool or, or whatever, but... I'm just a little bit pissed off of them, quite honestly. And and I'll I'll call them both out. I think fair play to a a decent reporter in uh, Leventhal for for breaking that news today. That's that's outstanding work. I said that on Twitter. Uh, I might sound a little bit bitter, but I think over the, the, the past few months, I've had my own personal battles. And on top of that, I've had people going, well, you're spouting shit. Well, do you know what? I've just proven it's not. And let's put this let's put this plain and clear. It might not happen. It might absolutely, not come. Absolutely. It, it might not come about. But the fact that the rumor is true, and that's what I reported, and that's what I said, is put me in a place of today that I, I was dancing around. I was doing all sorts of weird things with my hips today when that came out on Twitter. I don't want so, to know what you're doing with your hips. Uh, so that... I, I, I showed Justin earlier what I was doing. So he um, was hula hooping. Yeah, it was quite. I smart. was. Yeah. So so listen, I, I feel a little bit a little bit victorious. A little bit full of energy about the whole situation but I, d- I don't want to dwell on it what I want to happen is that to progress and I've spoken to a few people and I've, I've included you guys and well, I won't 
go into too much detail into what I believe is the next steps. And it it, it looks very positive for for Watford Football Club. But if if I may uh, just dwell on tonight's game, yeah, I actually thought what. Yeah, yeah, because I, I guess that's why we're here. What I saw tonight was a little bit of fight, a little bit of desire, unlike Tuesday. I thought the, the, I, I'm completely and utterly happy with a point with that shambolic refereeing performance. The the, the, the bio sending off, my opinion, is if the referee does his job and actually books or gets involved with the Stoke players that are clearly fouling Bio and pulling him about and doing all sorts to him, he probably doesn't react in the way he does. So if the referee does his job in the first place, we, we're we not even talking about this. So I, I completely, I know what Ron's, what Edge just said about Ron there, saying that it, it was a red card, and I, I completely accept that. But I think if the referee's doing his job in the first place, we don't even need to be speaking about this. So overall, I've had a marvellous Christmas. I'm going to, publicly apologize to Justin and Peter because I have let them down as a fellow podcaster during the Christmas. you've been working on <laughs> during the during the, uh, the Christmas period unfortunately in my trade I've had to work during the, this Christmas so it's been a, a little bit difficult but I do want to say something this year has been an amazing year for the podcast we've been up to Anfield for an award ceremony that we probably could have watched on the internet, but it was still brilliant. <laughs> it was still brilliant to spend it with with two guys that are so passionate and care so much about this podcast and about the club and about you guys, about everyone, every single uh, one of you guys that are on this at the moment, because without you guys, none of this is possible. And it's been an amazing year. So I want to uh, finish this conversation off with saying thank you to every single one of you that have participated, the patrons that have been involved, Peter, who is incredible, an incredible guy, talented, Justin, Hold wicked on. Go, go more about, about me. No, you've got a stupid beard at the moment. No, that's true. That's a fair point. All I get is is a wicked haircut. Yeah, you got a wicked haircut. I wasn't finished with you. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right, you carry on. Peter interrupted me, so blame Peter. Can I just point out Uh, that this is why we edit the ones when the three of us all come together and squabble. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is true. But, yeah, listen, you're both both absolutely amazing. And the support person you've given me over this this year has has been incredible. and And I thank you both for that. It's man love here this evening from myself it's a point at Vicarage Rose I'm not going to Plymouth because that seems a ridiculous thing to do and Mrs James would not be impressed that I was spending Plymouth on my own with a lot of sailors on New Year's Eve well you've got a reputation to protect haven't you in that regard that's <laughs> fine that's fine I, I'll set them up you knock them down absolutely you. mate absolutely oh well, look at there God there you go you. there God you go you. There, there's Carl let, let's let him get back to getting back to praying for redemption hello this is Bill Leslie and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. (whistles) At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And let's get across to Mr. Neil Silverstein, sir. Neil, sir, how you doing? Long time no speak. Yeah, I'm really confused. Have I just stumbled across an Oscar's acceptance speech? It, it He's was... in a church. He's in a church. He's not used to it. It was all slightly broke back mountain for my taste, but there we go. Never mind, never mind. It, 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 yeah, it was quite emotional. No, fair play to him and absolute respect. When you, in regards to investment stuff, it takes some balls to go out there and say something. I know he copped a lot of flack for it and I'm pleased for the fella that it's been vindicated and it's, it's going in the right direction. But anyway... Tonight's game, reflection, lots of chat. I'm going to give you some stats. Go on, then. 46% possession for Watford tonight, which I thought was quite interesting. Seven fouls committed by Watford, resulting in four yellows and one red. Quite an interesting conversion rate there. So for Stoke, 10 fouls committed with a sum of one yellow card issued. (laughs) <laughs> I find that quite staggering, right? And you, and I know that it's not a foul is not always a yellow card, but you'd expect there to be a stronger correlation. And for me, 
just the inconsistency of that ref tonight is what really grated me. I don't mind them being shit as long as they're shit everywhere. And Carl made the point that Bayo's frustration boiling over in front of the referee is what led to that red card. And that's just avoidable. And and that's that ruins it because, as the others have said, again, reflecting on it, where we were 12 months ago to where we are now is just an enormous turnaround. And one that I didn't think at the beginning of the season we'd be able to, or Val would be able to, to deliver. Um, but when you take a step back and, and drop the emotion from it, he's done a great job with it so far. Clearly playing Deli Bashiri as a right back is not probably what he wants to do or, or what the player wants to do, but needs his must. And it's quite impressive where we've got ourselves to. That said, fuck me, Stoke were poor. I can't remember seeing a side but hit so many misplaced passes when they weren't under pressure. So I, I, the, the the bit of the, I'm not sure about is, yeah, it, it was a ballsy performance and it showed heart, determination, some structure and some good passages of play. But that's probably the worst side that I've seen us play for a year, which is a bit of a shame. It ta- I don't know whether it takes the, 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 the gloss off of it, but I, I'll just go back to the ref. Fucking hell, he was awful. I, I, I've rarely seen a half time when the score is whatever it is, but in this particular instance, obviously it just gone back to it just gone back to one one, and I think everybody was a bit peeved that we hadn't kind of pushed it across in, into a second goal on a two goal lead. But the, they gave the goal got given away. Fine, it went in. When the boos rang out, I don't think anybody in that stadium was booing our team or the fact that it had gone against this autodom. It was all directed at the ref, and I think we all know those moments where you just go, "Oh my." God. God, have we got one here. He was absolutely atrocious. And your whole point there on the stats is brilliant. Ten fouls as opposed to our seven. And the yellow card and indeed red card rate against it is really something. I I think personally, Bio was daft to get in into something which allowed him to make a decision. And the bits that I've seen, we, we've heard earlier on, but when Ed came on and said, well, Rupert said, they said it was a red. I looked at it and went, well, could it be? If you gave that ref a 50-50, we know it was coming down on red. Um, you know, rather than anything else. It was just such a frustration there. But then it's also so hard to get a sense of momentum into a game where every time you're trying to go for a 50-50 or whatever, it's always going the other way. And you can see shoulders slump. And I think earlier on this season, let alone last season, that game we would have wilted and you'd have seen slumped shoulders. And I think there's a very real reason why Loser was on the bench but didn't get on today. I think they would like to give him some runouts, maybe get him in the window a little bit especially as he's not being picked out from Morocco. But if you'd have brought him on, you could have had one of those slump moments. Every single player on there, including Tom Bashiru, they just ran and ran until they had absolutely no more to give and absolute fair credit to them, I think. Yeah, I think on that point, Bashiru, when he, when he moved into midfield, yeah, his energy, his drive, I think you've said it, he, he seemed to have the team by the scruff of the neck alongside KMB and really push on and, you got to say fair play to the, to him because the character to show that character after clearly making the mistake for the goal and and that's just being caught wrong side of your man and, and being in the wrong position but then he's not a fullback right yeah so but to have that 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 character and that strength or the mental strength to play on and the way he did in the second half was actually quite impressive and it, for me I respect him for doing that but you're right it's What's the phrase? Hard work beats talent if talent doesn't work hard. Absolutely. And that's what we've seen tonight. And it, it, but that, yeah, again, it's, I like the patterns of play that we're starting to see form. So we made the points earlier on in the season. You can see that they're being coached. You can see that there's some structure in there and it's coming through. It's just the squad's fucking thin and particularly up top. It's it's Healy or, or, or fucking Rakovic, whatever his name is. That's it. We've got nothing beyond that now. And then you go centre-back. I think they looked reasonable tonight against, again, some very poor yeah. opponents. And I think anyone a bit stronger, and we might be a bit wanting there. But who knows? Let's not take it away from it and say good result. And for me, that was a moral victory tonight against the referee and Stoke. So... That's the, the word. Point. Move on. That's the word. It was a moral victory. Love that. Absolutely. Neil, sir, lovely to hear from you. Have a great new year and we will speak to you in 2024. How odd does that sound? Let's get across to Charlie. Charlie, sir, you know the drill. I no longer have to tell you anything at all. You know how it's done. How you doing? 
All right, mate. How are you? Since I last saw you about three hours ago. <laughs> yes, indeed. Since, since we were a couple of beers down. Yeah, no, it's one where I think we're all trying to work out and go, it's been an interesting day throughout. And that game was also interesting. Referee, red cards, performances at the end. What did, what, how have you come out of the day? How are you feeling about it all? Well, yeah, I've... I've come home scratching my head about it. Such a, I don't know if you remember what, what I said to you in the bunker. I said, I reckon it's going to be a nervy one-all draw. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was right. I think that referee was fucking atrocious. Look, it was a red card, but as Mr. Silverstein said a minute ago, the ref kind of didn't do his job, did he? And yeah, as unforgivable that it is that Bayo lashed out, he did lash out, and that's something you do as a young, inexperienced player, and he just got wound up by it. Disappointing, but at the same time, you can understand it. I yeah. just hope that we don't miss him too much because I thought he looked all right up until then. I thought Livermore plays out of his skin tonight. I saw quite a lot of bits and pieces off the ball, like he was keeping an eye on Morris and encouraging him. There was a <laughs> there was an incident where he landed on top of Morris when they both went for the same ball, a dangerous ball come in the box. And he's literally picked Morris up with one hand and <laughs> shouted at him, but in a nice way, you could see it was like he was saying, fantastic, son. And, and I think Morris needed that tonight. And he, he didn't do too badly. He, he wasn't brilliant, but he was better than he has been. And I think Livermore... When we took him off with, what, 10, 10 15 minutes to yeah. go, I thought, oh, I thought I'd rather just keep a tired Livermore on to motivate, but luckily it didn't cost us anything. But overall, I was just looking for a reaction tonight after the um, after the Bristol City game, yeah. and I think we got a, a reaction. It wasn't the best performance. The first 10 minutes, we looked very shaky. Then we got the goal. We, then we gave away a really sloppy goal, which was frustrating. But the, when you look at the game overall, we reacted. It was gutsy. The fans were getting behind them. It was, at one point, I think pretty much everyone was singing, even those in the upper Graham Taylor stand found their voices. Yeah. So, overall, it, I've come away from there fairly satisfied. It was one of them what could have been games for me. I, <laughs> Stoke of shit, let's put it that way. It, it, <laughs> I'm very sorry. I remember Carl Blessing when we got beat up there 1-0 said he thought Stoke were going to be one of the teams to watch but unfortunately at the moment they look all well it doesn't bother me they're shit anyway they can fuck off as far as I'm concerned <laughs> <laughs> and a big but hello you to go. all you Stoke City fans there no, yeah. absolutely. well at the start if you remember we'd been linked to Wesley Marais at one stage when we, yeah. we were looking yeah. for a big striker and they went and got him and then there was yeah. some other people and they went and got him they went and got Vidigal who has fallen off a cliff since his goal against us in that first in that first game that we played against them which was what third game in or something like that and it was yeah. like but yeah, I, I think you're, you know the, the the point that Neil made with the stats absolutely bear this out. They had four shots on goal today with 54% possession. Now, they had an extra man for for nearly 40 minutes. We had six shots on target. And so, yeah, all, all of those points around against a, a better team or a team more on song. Obviously, Schumacher's just taken over. So we'll see where they go from there. But yes, I have to say it. You did describe it beautifully. A 1-1 Nervy 1-1. It was absolutely that. It was absolutely that. Never mind. And I think we all agree with your summary of the referee, which was he was fucking shit. I don't think there's any question on that at all. Never mind. Well, it was lovely to meet you and, and Steve. And I do apologise. We, we didn't uh, catch it at the end. But what happened was somebody approached me as we were sitting there chatting about, oh, crikey, God knows what, and approached me and said, oh, Pete, I went, yeah, he said, I'm badly drawn Watford. Oh, happy day. So I had to go and speak to... Oh, it was lovely. Yeah, it was... Absolutely, mate. No, I don't mind... I don't mind coming second best to the legend that is badly drawn Watford. Watford's own Banksy, everybody. He basically... He is to gorilla art what I am to slimming. But other than that, it's excellent. It's all good. Like him very much indeed. So we're going to be facing Plymouth. I asked this earlier on, but I'm going to ask you. If they're both fit, do you start Ryovic or do you start Healy? Do you even need to ask that? I thought Ryovic was was fucking useless again tonight. I'm sorry. I'm starting to go off him now. I can understand why he would put him on in a 10 against when you're down to 10 men as a target man, but he can't even even hold the fucking ball up. And he's a big lad. Well, I haven't made a spreadsheet, but if I did, I think I would be placing you possibly in the Healy camp, therefore. Yeah, Healy, for me, it would have been made for him tonight. He's a... 
And the other thing Healy would offer us, if nothing else, in a, in a game when you're down to 10 men, is if we get a throw-in near the halfway line, we can get the ball in the fucking box to someone. Oh, yes. Yeah. I just thought Ryovic, uh, I don't like slating him, I keep saying it, but he's just a headless donkey at the moment. He's about as useful as a chocolate teapot, I'm afraid. Oh, well, no, well, there you go. There you go. Charlie, sir, lovely to hear from you. Let's look forward to catching you in the new year. And ho- oh. ho- hopefully, obviously, the, the Chesterfield game is going to be the next home game, obviously, which will be fun. There we go. Now, let's go to the excellently named Chilean Shavi. Now, this could be good. Chilean. How are you? I'm doing good, mate. How are you? Oh, yeah. 1-1. One, one. Felt like a win, personally, I think. I don't know about you. How, how I've got to ask the question, why Chile and Chevy? Well, if you remember all those weeks back, QPR game. Yeah. Everyone was a bit happier, weren't they? Oh, that's what? First 45 minutes? God, yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And Sorrell, a decent game. So that name came about, ah. and he's done... Fuck all since, really. He was was playing in midfield. Of course it was. Brilliant. I love that very much indeed. I love that. So, come on, what what did you you think about uh, about today or or indeed whatever you would like to mention uh, since obviously that QPR game that gave you your moniker? We haven't got the team to to be battering teams out of the way. We haven't got a... The the team's just not good enough, I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. But I've got... We can talk about hard work and intensity, but I can get out and have some... Put in some hard work or something. I've got morale. You don't see me playing for Man City. I think we need, we just need better players in. Tom Dele Basharu can't play it right back for his life. But I like the rest of it. I, I didn't mind it. Okay. So in terms of obviously, and fair play, the quality we have, and we've been talking about this a lot this season as well, um, and I've, I've described it as Valerian Ishmael is working on absolutely reduced budget in comparison to previous years that we've been had. Where can we bring in the quality, obviously, Chile is clearly a preference. Where can we bring in the added quality? Is there anybody in either in the championship or lower leagues in the Premier League or anywhere globally that you think that we need to bring in to add in some quality that either you've identified or which positions would you like to be strengthened? Well, a striker for one. A, a striker that does what he's meant to be doing. I can't remember the last time we've had a striker that just puts the ball in the goal for once. It's always Menard pulling a hamstring or someone else who can't run. It's a it's, so it's that, a rogues gallery recently, isn't it? Yeah. It's been Minaj, Davis, Bio, Healy. They're all dead or can't be bothered to move. Someone like that Bolton striker from League One. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Can't remember his name. Ali. Uh, well, there, there's uh, there's Ali Al Hamadi from Wimbledon. Ali Al Hamadi, that's it. Yeah, he, he's, he's at Wim- he's right. at Wimbledon, but he's, he's been, yeah. yeah, no, not at all. He got he got like something like ten or twelve goals last season, and he's got about the same this season. And a lot of people are looking at him, including Lou Orns, who absolutely respect his opinion and his call on it. So he is somebody who I think wants to play next stage up. He's a, an Iraqi international who wants to play I mean, as high as he can. That's and, something new. Well, it, it is, but it, what it gives you is somebody who's got international ambitions and therefore he wants to be to back in his nation, he would want to be playing as high as he can. A, st- a stepping stone club, if you will, because that's what we are, I think, personally, wouldn't, you know, would not would probably go a long way. He's probably not ready for the premiership just yet. You think he might be worth a bit of a punt on? I don't know how much money we've got. Who knows? If we get some investment, he says, tying everything together neatly, um, that would be that would be something. Um I absolutely agree with your forward line. We need it. What about in? What about midfield? Because we, uh, we've mid- found a three that sort of work. What would you supplement? I, I, I like it at the moment. I think they're they're better than last year. De- definitely, that's for sure. It's a it's a combination. A lot doing a, a lot better in his sort of attacking, more attacking role, more advanced role. Cool. That Baker was good today. I'd like I'd like if we could try bring him in, but he might be a bit expensive. Yeah, he was on fire last season for them. Yeah. And I was quite surprised having spoken to Wizards of the Drivel, which is the Stoke podcast last year and at the start of this season, I was surprised he hasn't played more because he was like captain and, and really ripping up the place last year. So, yeah, no, that would be good. That would be good. That would be good. So in terms of settling the forward before we sign Ali Alhamadi, inevitably on the morning of the 1st of, uh, yeah. of January. Until he not. turns into someone who can't kick a ball then. Yeah, oh, yes, of course. Once he puts on a yellow shirt, turn into the, uh, turn into the nightmare of... Trevor Stephen. Sorry, Trevor Stephen. Trevor Senior even. Sorry about that. Who are you going to start? I've asked a few people. Who are you, who would you start if you had the preference because you bio is obviously going to be out for two or three league games, depending on whether or not the FA Cup counts as a game. I'm not sure if it does or not. Are you going to, do you want to start Healy or do you want to start Ryovic? Fuck it. I, it's not a fun question, that, I'll be honest. Ah, well, I don't think Healy's, 
he scored some dodgy goals. I think he's all right. I like his long throw. Could change up a bit. Cool. But can we play without a striker? Can, can, <laughs> oh, that's can get, a fight like get this. This is what we need. We need to think outside of the box, yeah. which isn't something that you can accuse Ryovic of doing ever, I have to say. Thinking well, some academy kid out, because at the moment, I'm not, I'm not liking any of them. Ryovic, I thought he was funny when he came in. He knocked a few people about and scored tap-ins, but now I really can't be bothered with him. Oh, fair He's- enough. Well, you'd have Adeyemo or you would have Jack Greaves, but I don't think their, their fitness no, would be Yeah. Well, Adeyemo had that moment, didn't he? He had that moment in the 72nd minute, that minute, in the yeah, GT maybe. game against Blackpool, and who knows, maybe that might be the only time that he gets that moment. But I'd like to see him get given a chance if he's got some fitness in him, because sometimes you need to go to the well. Sometimes you just can't get anything else out of there. Oh, well, look, thank you very much indeed for coming on. Should I, should I, should I call you Chilean or Xavi? Uh, I think I think Xavi's very good. I like that very much yeah. indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, there he is. Xavi, excellent stuff. Thank you very much Thank indeed. You, Wonderful stuff. So we need to bring in some enhanced quality. I like that. Now I'm going to try. Now we tried to bring in Chris Taufer before and it's all gone a bit shonky, but we're going to do it. God damn it. We're going to get there. Chris, if you hit your mic button and then we're going to come to Mal, then we're going to go to Alan, then we're going to go to Neil. Chris, you there. Hello, can you hear me, Peter? Yeah, victory. Trying to get Chris oh, on, he's always a bit of a nightmare. About, um, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm on the train now, just come out of Watford Junction, so we might cut out. Nah, don't worry about it. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll get as far as we can. Um, you're on a train, that'll do. And, Which direction uh, are you heading? Yeah. Oh, I've got to get to South London, so yeah, I've got a bit of the way. Oh, dear. Come on, then. What, what did you make it uh, to, what did you make but, it tonight? I mean, I know everyone's piling on, on, on Radovic. I, I mean, I do as well. I didn't see the red card. The fact that we, the fact that we still kept it one-one, I've got to give it to the team. They, they put in the effort there. And I thought Georgie was good today. He should have scored as well. He hit the bar. That was a shame. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 he's been a box of tricks, and since he's got his goal, and I appreciate it was the only thing to enjoy out of a four-one defeat. But he's, he looks like he's just stepped up a little bit, like he's standing taller or something. Absolutely, absolutely. I thought he, he really, he was working his ass off today, and he should, and, and it's a shame he didn't get a goal. I thought he deserved it. He was working hard. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I, th- I think we're all torn between looking at the one nil and, and games. Sometimes you can almost like slice them up, and you look back on it on ninety minutes and go, "Well, that's how I feel overall." But I think in that first twenty minutes kind of frame, we'd have all, we would we'd have all been sitting there thinking, "We, we should be walking this. We should be having this two yeah. or th- two or three nil." And then seemingly from out of not much. They managed to get that goal back and it's 1-1 and you're sitting there worrying about it. And then you go into that final third when Bio's been sent off and the game could have been going either way. And then you get elated by the determination and the work rate. And as, as we heard from Xavi earlier on, which is words I've always wanted to say, by the way, just in case, is he said, well, have we got enough quality in the team? Well, no, but all we can do is get what we can get from the players who are playing on the grass at that time. Down to 10 men no, against, against Stoke, it wasn't uh, great, but they weren't great, but they they worked in so incredibly hard and therefore it must feel pretty positive after that. After, after the sending off, I, I really got to appreciate the team for that. They worked hard on that. And yeah, I think we could have won it without that disaster. <laughs> and yeah, obviously, and, and I, I was, I thought the thought that the crowd were good today. Yes, I, I thought everyone was behind the team, and yeah, and sadly, yeah, there were some bad decisions, and I haven't seen the red card, so I can't really. Call, even though I was there, I couldn't see what happened. So, well, it varies. Some people are saying it. I've seen them given. Some people are saying it was a definite red card. And so it, I think it falls to the reddish side of orange, put it that way. I, and, and especially with that ref, I don't think he would have needed very much persuasion to have gone red. But I don't think it was his bad decision the night was the red. I think every other one was questionable. I think the red was was probably more likely in, in line with, with expectations. And Bio has basically put himself in a position yeah. to be sent, which is a frustration, which is a frustration. Never mind. Have you, I don't know if you've seen any of the, the potential in, in Investment stories, just as the transfer window opens up. What what would you like in your New Year's stocking, if there were such a thing, for Santa, who's been kicking around since Christmas, to bring us? It's like with every bloody team, you want a decent centre-forward or striker, don't you? The pitch is useless. <laughs> he's, bless his heart, he's come out tonight and he's knocked his chuff out of the No, as people have said, I don't want to... I don't want to shit on the guy because I think he's he seems like a good bloke and I hate I I don't want to 
go against my own team, but he's fucking useless, isn't he? Uh, I'd be struggling, I think, to say much better about him, to be frank. But there we go. But there we go. Never mind. Well, look, Chris, are you going to get? Are you going to get? Are you going to be one of the many travelling down the brave travelling down to Plymouth on New Year's Day, or are you going to be doing the sensible thing? Oh, have we lost him, Chris? Are you there? Oh, I think we lost Chris there. Never mind. We lost Chris for a moment there. Never mind. Mal, sir. Mal. Hello, Peter. Hello, mate. How are you? Not too bad. A bit frustrated after today's game, but just want to say a happy new year to you all and a big hello to everyone. Yeah, frustrated. Referee was absolutely atrocious. What can you say about anything else? The team played well. I agree with Charlie with what he says about Lajevic. Why can't he run? He do, he just trots along and puts puts no real challenge in. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's. We've said or ever since we first saw him break onto the scene against was it Coventry? I think his first couple of goals were, and we all went. Yeah. He doesn't do anything, does he, other than score goals? And we all appreciated how stupid that sounded because what we needed was somebody who scored goals. But when you don't score goals. If that's all you do, the question is, what do you do? I thought tonight, in fairness to him, for his limited range of what he does outside of the box, I thought he worked and he buffeted and tried to do stuff a little bit more. Is it his natural game? No, not at all. But Wesley Marais, it's absolutely his game. And he didn't manage to open up many doors for them either. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to be nice. Who knows? Who knows? If, you, if you're looking ahead at, 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 at the Plymouth game, because then after we've got the we've got the Chesterfield game in the cup, and then finally we go to uh, QPR in around, I think it's the 13th. So we've got a couple of weeks where we can either put all of these players in against Chesterfield and go for it in the cup, or we could rest a number of them and concentrate on the 13th, what would your decision be? Rest or play? I would rest them, but I would put Healy in up front, give him a good couple of games and the full 90 minutes because we could he could be some damage for us and that. So hopefully we will start getting the results again. Brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. Mal, sir, have a great can Christmas. I, can Go I on. just say hello to Mal quickly? Hello, Go Mal, on. mate. Um, Hi, Justin. I haven't seen you for ages, mate. When are you coming back down? Hopefully soon. Yeah, well, I was hoping for the Chesterfield game, but unfortunately, Steve and Mike, I think they're both away at the time. Oh. So our next game is definitely Sheffield Wednesday away and then obviously February see what games we could be down there for. Yeah. Well, very much looking forward to seeing you again, Mel. And you as well. Lovely to see you. Well, and you as well, mate. I'm, I'm fairly aware that Steve goes skiing and he, he flies off at about four in the morning after the Chesterfield game. So I think uh, I, I don't think there are enough family points to burn to be able to go just popping down to see uh, the second string take on Chesterfield and then get back at yeah. about whatever time he does in the morning back to your gaff because Steve lives in Wrexham, York, Chester way. So it's a long old schlep. It is indeed. But uh, look, mate, mm-hmm. have a great New Year's and we will catch up, I'm sure, as with everybody, if people are in the ground, Great. If people are watching remotely, great. It really doesn't matter. This is if you're Watford, wherever you are, come and say hello. Let's go to let's go to somebody who who is normally remote, but on probably the highlight of Saturday was somebody going, hit me on the shoulder going, hello. And I turned around and there was Mr. Alan Lathwell, everybody. Nor, normally obviously of Leicestershire, etc. But Alan, sir, how were you? What did you think? What did you think of tonight? I won't ask what you thought of uh, Boxing Day, but crikey. Thanks. To describe me as the highlight of your match day against Bristol City, I think, uh, Christ, that's stretching it, but well, I appreciate it, it, the sentiment. It was between that and Georgie Chankford-Dadzi's first goal for the club, but I took a vote. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm honoured. Truly am. Well, uh, the irony is tonight, I've not seen it. I am in Hertfordshire, but I've Ooh. not seen... It's non-league time. Are we going to get an update? No, oh. no, I, I, no. I, I, I'm, I'm over well inside, so I've had uh, Christmas drinks with uh, 
some some mates of mine which I don't get to see uh, very often. So I've been out for some drinks tonight in a curry. Fair enough. Um, but I wasn't. Uh, it, it's always difficult because, of course, conscious that there's a game going on, I, I probably wasn't the best of company because I was more interested in what's going on with uh, Vicarage Road than I was with my mates Dale and Steve, a Chelsea fan and a Rochdale fan oh, of all teams. That's eclectic. I like that. Uh, yeah. But the stats, because I could only really follow it based on the information that was coming from the BBC, but the stats seem positive. But having not seen the game, I'm aware of what's gone on in terms of the the red card for Bio and some other decisions that were questionable. Mm -hmm. I, I think the takeaway for me is that having not seen the game... But looking at, we were that poor against Bristol City. And to see that the team have responded so positively tonight, even in the face of adversity, but even more encouraging to hear is the various comments I've heard and read on Twitter about the crowd really getting behind the team after the red card. And I'm sure that's made a difference. And I I think had that been last season or the season before or the season before that, if we'd gone down to 10 men, we would would have capitulated and lost 4-1 again. So irrespective of how shit the opposition may or may not be. So the, the fact that we come out of that tonight with some credit, we're still 10th, I believe, and we're still, I think, four points off the playoffs. I think over the first 25 games of this season and indeed Val's reign, I think we've reasons to be cautiously optimistic, haven't we? Yeah, I think so. I think I think I, I think cautious optimism is is the optimal kind of uh, mental and emotional state of all Watford fans because we all know that when we get carried away, what we think is somebody walking towards us with a torch, a tray, cookies, and, and a coffee is actually a train. So, so cautious optimism is the very best type of optimism, in my view. Well, to, and to be fair, anybody that's walked towards me with a tray of cookies and a coffee has never been ignored by me. So, <laughs> this is a very good point. It was a bad analogy on my part. It got worse no, the longer great it went analogy. on. The thing with tonight and the thing that you may have heard Javi coming on saying, well, yes, we run hard. Yes, we work hard. Yes, we can sweat. I can run. I can sweat. I can work. But what we've seen for so long, and I'm, I think it's four seasons personally. I know we had a promotion, but even during that mm. promotion, because mm. the, pa- the pandemic season was unlike anything else. It really was. Mm. I think there hasn't been that togetherness, that, 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 opportunity to when we for me it's it almost goes back to boxing day and what charlie you know said what, earlier on was we wanted a reaction and we saw a reaction today with everything that they had to, to be honest I, i'll tell you where i go back to on this you talk about the togetherness and and the, the everybody putting in the right direction the turning point for me goes back even further i i, I think back to the night and i think it was a tuesday or wednesday night game i can't remember when it was uh, and we'd just beaten Fulham 4-1 in the yeah. Premier League. and just before and, the semi-final. Yeah, and that they got relegated that night. And I came away from that game that night thinking, wow, this club's really going in the right direction. And after that game, prior to the semi-final, which obviously was a great occasion and will live in the memory for many Watford fans, I don't think we saw the same togetherness again after that, apart from that semi-final. And I think really that that was the high point, really. We'd beaten Fulham 4-1, and that was the night when Will Hughes got that great goal from a corner. But beyond that, I think pretty much, apart from a few occasions... The last four years have just been nearly five, well, four and a half, really, since that Fulham game. It's been turgid. And suddenly to be in a situation where, you know, we've spoken many times on this podcast, me and various others, we may not have the individual talent that we have done in recent years, but what we do have is a collective togetherness and a willing to work for each other and to work for the manager. And I think that's why we find ourselves in a position now where we've actually managed to keep a manager for six months, which is a miracle in itself. (laughs) And you get a game like tonight where it feels like everything's going against us after a bright start, but the, the team's come through it and they've picked up a point from a game which they've played 35, 40 minutes of that that game with the man less 
and and they've rolled up their sleeves and they've come through it. And it's evident from what I've heard from on here and comments I've read that the fans really appreciated it. And it, it felt like almost like a win in some respects. Now, I, I accept after the bright start and dominating the first period of the game that 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 can that, that's another aspect. But it's just for the first time, I think, really, uh, in pretty much four and a half years, it just feels like irrespective of what's going on with the ownership, we've got some unity and some togetherness in that dressing room We've got the right people in there. Whether they they have the quality, there's much talk about Ryevich. The the reality is we've got a team that actually like each other and they're prepared to back each other. And they've done Bayo a favour tonight because they've looked at it and they've said, okay, well, he's got himself sent off needlessly. But the the team have rolled up and said, we've got your back, we'll get through this. And they've got a really credible point from that game. So I think, you know, we really need to be positive about where we are at this stage. And that we shouldn't be under any illusion there's a lot more work to be done. Uh, Just a final comment, if I may, on Ryovich. Yep. I understand fully the frustrations of many and I share those frustrations too but just to try and temper it a little let's just remember that he's only been in the country since what August and the step up that he's made from playing what third tier football or whatever it was in Sweden or Denmark to playing in one of the top four most competitive leagues in the world is a hell of a step up and actually, despite as frustrating as he can be to watch, to get eight or nine goals, whatever it is yep. so far, is quite an achievement. But there's no doubting that if he is really to, to make a success here or anywhere else at this level, there needs to be a lot more from him. And and that we need to see evolve over the remainder of this season. Because if it doesn't, I, I think it could be one of those where in years to come, we'll be talking about the Ryovic uh, season where um, he came, he scored a few goals and then, then, then disappeared off the face of the earth again. A bit like that centre forward we had a couple of years ago, he scored two goals and then disappeared. I can't remember his name for the life of me. Um, that was here. Yeah, was it Akuna? Well, it was Whoever Akuna. it was, there was also but... Renegi. If you remember Renegi, no, well. this was the guy that, that that came during lockdown and scored a couple of goals under Ravitch, I think, and and it looked positive, and then we never saw him again. And I can't, and I can't remember his name for the life of me. But the bottom Pariccia. line is, uh, say again, Pariccia. Yes, that's oh. him. Yeah. And so, uh, for uh, Ryovic, yes, credit for him for getting the goals that he's done. Yes, fully understand the frustration of, of my fellow supporters. But if he is going to be successful here, we do need to see a lot more from him in the second half of the season. Otherwise, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone in the summer, to be honest. Very good, very good. I think we may end up saying, in the transfer window, somebody comes in, and make Saudi come in and make an offer of, of six and a half million for Ryovic, who scored nine championship goals by then. Mm. Would you accept or would you not oh, accept? Uh, like uh, deal or you, no you deal? Know, Justin, you know what? You just remind, brilliant stuff. You, you just reminded me of the 20 odd million quid we got for Igalo after it had gone completely off the boil. Do you remember that? Yes, yeah. When he went to China and we got 20 million quid, it was like, oh my God. God, we've got twenty million pounds for him, and he'd gone completely off the boil. And I, I know the circumstances were different; his father had died, and everything else. But yeah, in short, yes, if if some Saudi team was play in front of two men and a dog, quite happy to pay six million pounds in this January transfer window, I will take him to Heathrow Airport myself. <laughs> there we go. There's a taxi ride. <laughs> Goodbye, Al. I like that very much indeed. <laughs> Alan, lovely to hear from you. We will catch you in the new year. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.